Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Did you know that one of the things that can keep you stuck in self-blame, being triggered and stuck in the same place is something called your pain body? It can really hold you back and it can create all kinds of drama in your life. In this episode, which is a brand new take on a topic we initially released a few years ago, Fiona and I revisit what the pain body is, how it can stop us in our tracks, and how it can help us when it's clear and functioning properly. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part. The group frequency calibration associated with this episode is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. Today, in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing the pain body. So we're going to talk about the pain body today. Yeah. Did you like how I got dressed in red <laughs> for the pain body? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. a nasty little sucker. It is. Okay, so I have a million questions. Okay. I mean, Eckhart Tolle, I think, was the first person that yes. actually openly discussed this thing called the pain body. Yes, he did. And I mean, I read his book and I kind of got it. Yeah. But at the same time, I am still grappling with the extent or the... Um, the influence that the pain body has on us yep. and our frequency resonance. Yep. So can you unpack, first of all, what is the pain body? Yeah. What's its purpose? Yeah. I mean, do we really need to have it? Yeah. Can you not just get rid of it for us? Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Things like that. Things like that. Okay. So I'll start with what is the pain body? So you're right. Eckhart Tolle was the first one to actually define it. And I am not an Eckhart Tolle expert. Mm -hmm. So from what I understand, it's a like a, a sheath around you of negative emotion that has not been discharged. Yeah. That's what I understand it to be. Yeah. And so from my perspective, I view it a little bit differently than him because he talks about it in a very specific way. Okay. So to me, it looks like or is a sheath that's around your physical body. So it's like imagine like a Russian doll. Okay. Uh -huh. So like there's a very thin sheath and it looks like mesh to me. Yeah. Okay. And it can get really sticky and like clogged up with stuff. Let's right. call it negative emotion, story, memory, that type of thing. Uh -huh. So it can get really, really clogged up. So imagine if you had a mesh and uh, like on a screen for a window yeah. and you threw mud at it and you kept throwing more and more mud on it, then all of a sudden that screen is no longer transparent. You can't see through it. It's very heavy. And trying to see through the screen, all you see is the mud. Okay, so that kind of describes it, mm -hmm. what it looks like to you. Yeah. But I also want to know... Why, like, why, why do we, we have, have it? it? Yeah. yeah. So it is meant to be an indicator to us oh. of something that needs to be resolved. But because we don't know how to use it and we haven't been aware that it was there, we just sort of see the world through the filter of the pain. And so we're kind of like a victim of it? Yes, so we're a victim oh. of it. So really the pain body, if it's clear enough and if you're, you're vibrating high enough, what happens then is it's an indicator to you because it's very fast. Huh. It shows you where you're very reactive to something uh -huh. and very oversensitive to a particular trigger right. or situation or behavior or um, words 
that other people wouldn't be triggered by. And it can be very severe, like that reaction. Because you have a history of pain with it, and because you haven't cleared the pain body, mm -hmm. it is like you become hypersensitive to that kind of stimulus. It's right. a little bit like PTSD, actually. All right. Okay? So it's almost like, so for example, I have a, um, a friend who, because of what she'd encountered with her relationships when she was a teenager, she always had a history of her boyfriends cheating on her. Right. Okay. So um, she has this wounding where men that she's attracted to would leave her for another girl or woman. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of pain associated with that because, of course, she had her heart broken and there was trust and all this sort of stuff that's been violated. Yeah. Okay? And because she has this, any she's very oversensitive to when anything looks like a situation similar to this that might cause her pain. Okay. So let's just say she's with somebody she's not even dating. Okay. She's just like, you know, they're friends. She's getting a little extra attention, but they're not like girlfriend, boyfriend yet. They're just like, you know, yeah. kind of doing that dance at the beginning. Yeah. But then another girl comes by and hangs out. And the girl's kind of a little flirty or whatever. Now her pain body, my friend's pain body, would activate. And she would get really like either angry towards the girl and or him or to herself. She'd be like, you suck. You don't, you know what I mean? You're not pretty like she is. You need to be more pleasing. Whatever it is. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So either the pain would need to be released in some way. So meaning her oversensitivity, right? So she would either lash out at him or her or herself because the pain body, when it gets to a certain level of fullness, needs to be released, huh. right? Or it feels worse and worse and worse and worse to the person. It just becomes more and more and more amplified pain. So that's what pain body can do. It makes you kind of crazy a little bit. Do you see? You like lash out at all these different people. You can create drama. You can create chaos. I've seen people when for example, if they're about to do something, there's a lot of change, mm -hmm. their pain bodies will flare because it's like their pain bodies are resisting that change. They're like, no, we don't want that change to happen. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Okay, wait. Yeah. So the pain body has a consciousness? Yeah, it kind of has this, especially one that's distorted. So you have a pain body. So remember going back to my mesh screen that's caked with mud. Yeah. Okay. So the pain body can get more and more distorted. So the screen itself can become more and more distorted and not uh -huh. function the way it's supposed to, which is to keep out you know, mosquitoes or flies or whatever it is. Yeah. It starts to do, so it crumples and it does some kind of weird thing that it's not supposed to anymore. Yeah. That's what the pain body has become for most people. Okay. It distorts and distorts and distorts and distorts because there's been so much pain that's not been released in some way, shape or form that's healthy that it's now cr a little bit like crazy town, right? It's kind of like, it starts to, like you say, have its own consciousness to protect itself or protect the person in a way. Uh, okay. I know it sounds a little bit strange, but that's what happens. Okay, because I was going to ask you what comes first or what came first, the distortion and then the pain body or the pain body and then the distortion or yeah. are they kind of parallel? They're parallel. They're parallel? Yeah, they're parallel. Hmm. Yeah, that's my perception yeah. at this time anyway, is that they're parallel. So the, you'd asked a question initially, why do we need the pain yeah, body? Why? Can we just get rid of it? Yeah. So remember when I said at the beginning that the pain body actually can be helpful to us mm -hmm. as a tool, but you need to be clear enough of your resonance in your resonance, high enough in your vibration, and have your body pain body be clear enough that you recognize it as a tool. Right. Okay. So meaning that you have enough distance from your emotions and your thoughts that you realize that's not you. Mm -hmm. So when your pain body flares in a certain way, you recognize it. You're like, oh, that's me being a little bit crazy here. Because I'm, so in the sense of that girl, yeah. because 
I'm triggered, like I'm really overreactive when a man doesn't pay attention to me and pays attention to someone else because it reminds me of the wounding that I have, the hurt that I'm not enough, that I'm not worthy, that I will be betrayed, that I will be abandoned. All that pain, mm -hmm. that's what that behavior is telling me is coming down the road soon. So I'm gonna shut that pain down by either lashing out against him or her or myself. Okay, okay, so if I'm in that position, because my mind's going loop-de-loo here, mm -hmm. um, and I want to confirm the removal. Yes. So how do I discern between pain bodies being triggered and distortion patterns yeah. are up? Yes. How do I discern the difference between the, the two? two? Yeah. They, if it's a very distorted pain body, you'll recognize because they'll kind of play in a not good way together. Mm -hmm. So what I would do in that moment is confirm the removal. Okay, so in that moment of that, just okay, it doesn't matter what it is in that moment. Does that right. make sense? You don't have to have the discernment of like, uh, this, this is a distortion. No, this is my pain body. Uh -huh. You're just like, I'm going to nip that distortion pattern in the bud. So for me personally, what I would suggest is you're like, I'm going to confirm the removal of this distortion pattern of non-worthiness, of not feeling loved, of not feeling attractive, whatever the thing is. Yeah. Okay. So I'd confirm, remove the distortion. And what will happen is your pain body has less to get agitated about as you release more and more of your distortion. Oh. They work in parallel together. So okay. it's kind of like if I was to imagine it, just yeah. to make it easier for me to understand. Sure. There's like this little grumpy pain body <laughs> yeah. mess or thing yeah. that got pissed off. Yeah. And so now it reaches for a distortion. Yeah. To, yeah, and, and amplifies the distortion. And amplifies it. And amplifies it. Yeah. Okay, so when you confirm the removal of that distortion, it's left with no tool to exactly. agitate. Exactly. And oh. so not only do you release the distortion, but you assert your authority. You're like, there's a part of me that realizes I'm greater than my, my pain body, that's uh -huh. greater than my thoughts, that's greater than my emotion, that's me as infinite indestructible consciousness. There's part of me that is greater than that. And that is the part that has authority here. Not you, pain body, in this moment being grumpy town. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, so yeah. then so then you can become the master of it instead of it becoming the master of Exactly. You. Uh -huh. That's exactly right. Okay. So then when you start to assert your authority over it, right? Not and you're trying not to start trying to oppress it. What I mean no. by assert your authority is meaning you have an understanding of yourself, an aspect of yourself as greater than that pain body. Yeah. Then what happens is you can start to use it as a tool mm. where you're like, okay, I just got, wow, I just got really overreactive there. Okay, so like take the example of that same friend. Yeah. Instead of like, she would watch herself be like, get triggered. You know, she'd be like, Whoa, I'm like really jealous right now. It's like, I can barely have a decent conversation with this girl. She's just being who she is. Yeah. He's in response to her, but I'm going crazy town over here. Yeah. Right? So then she's like, okay, it's my pain body. Right now, I need to go be my by myself. She would like go into a little room by herself, take herself away from the situation. Yeah, go for a little walk, breathe, whatever she needs to do to come back into her body in this present moment, and be like, okay, I'm going to confirm remove the distortion, or confirm remove the. You know what I mean? She just confirm removal of the pattern. Yeah, and what would happen is she would start to feel better and better because as she did that, she's like, I have authority, the greater me. So I'm not going to let the pain body get the best of me. Yeah, I can see it, and then she would work on herself, and then. She would be able to have a different kind of conversation, a different kind of like experience as a result of her managing her own distortion patterns in that moment or deleting them mm -hmm. and managing her pain body. And what was cool is because she would then be in that situation, because you know, there's still a party, he's still there with this other girl or whatever. Mm -hmm. She's like, okay, how am I now in this situation? You know what I mean? She would just kind of like, can I be with this? And if she couldn't, 
you know, she would deal with it in a GFC later when she went home or yeah. whatever, that type of thing. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, why do we want to, you know, what's so important about the pain body? Why are we talking yeah. about it? You know, yeah. why do we need to take interest, interest in, in the pain body? Yeah, for, first of all, to know when it's active and know that what it is that's mm. going on, mm -hmm. how it works with your distortion to amplify those distortions. Like you said, it like agitates things. Mm -hmm so that you learn that you have authority over your pain body, mm -hmm. so that you can understand that it is a tool to show you like, hey there, you still have a distortion right here because mm -hmm. it still hurts you. So, you know, it's not about like becoming impervious to feeling, that's not the point, no. but it's to show you like, hey, you still have a distortion here that you need to deal with. Yeah. So it's meant to help you. It's not meant to like crush you mm -hmm. with like, it sucks, you know what I mean? It, it's become that way for most people, but yes. it's not meant to be that way. And I can imagine as well, taking your friend in that situation that you're describing, mm -hmm. when your pain body's flared and then your distortions are triggered, mm -hmm. you don't see anything else. No. Right? No. You're only seeing the thing that's triggering you and yeah. pushing them distortion patterns to the surface. Yes. And if we stay there, we miss all these other opportunities that could be happening. Exactly. And so that's, I guess, is another valuable reason to... Yes know what it is, yes. know how to manage it or deal with it or, yeah. you know, have the tools to access exactly. the, which bring, I'm not, I haven't finished my question because I think my question is part of, so why do you work on the pain body at the end of mm -hmm. every GFC? Yeah, and yeah, clearly I clear IFCs, yeah. Yeah, so if you remember, I had mentioned that to me, the pain body is like a mesh. Yeah. Okay, and so literally I'm like, hosing off the mesh, okay? You're uh, just like shaking it out. Okay. So the reason that I do that is because your pain body has a memory. Right. And um, so if I clear it, I've noticed, and I didn't intend to do it. Like if you listen to my GFCs from like way when I first started, I didn't do it because I didn't know the effect of it. Yeah. But I learned from observing people and how they were responding in terms of the work that if I didn't clear the pain body, the pain body kept a memory of you before the frequency work was done. Huh. Okay, so it's just like this is the version of you that had all that pain, all that distortion, you eventually would release it, but it would take a little bit of time to integrate with the new higher resonating version of you. It would just like take some time. Yeah. But if I just clear the pain body and like reset it, then you would still go through integration, however you did that. But you wouldn't have this like messer, like you said, like clinging on to this memory of like, remember you yeah. used to be like this. Yeah. You used to suck in this way, you know what I mean? They would do like all this crazy stuff. Yeah. It actually like clears it. It has like a new set point. Hmm. Now it's like, okay, now you still have to do the work to integrate, to come into that point of the higher resonating version of you. And but you don't have the same like dragging wheels, so to speak, on the back. And right? the work is confirming the removal. Confirming the removal. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure that yeah. I understood that. Yeah. All, all right. So the pain body ultimately can be a very useful tool. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. It just has to be clear, meaning you have to understand what it's for uh -huh. and have distance from it and understand when it's active. You know, and that's part of what you do when you start to release your distortions because you start to come into at some point. Yeah. So it's not the beginning, you know, when you're all like in the throes. I remember the beginning, uh. you know, when you're in the throes of all the distortion and you're just trying <sighs> desperately to like release the distortion patterns. But at some point it's like your head comes over, you get to a tipping point where your head comes out of the water and you're like, oh, it's kind of clear up here. Yeah. And that's when you start to observe things differently because you're not so entrenched in the emotion of thought. Oh, yeah. And when that happens and you have a lot more space and distance and you can start to see things from that distance, that distance is really critical. It gives you space to have like a couple of beats, like one, two, three seconds. You're like, wait a minute, 
what's really happening here. Yeah. You know, where you're not getting pulled right into the emotion and the thought and the reactiveness. And that's what the pain body can do when it's not yes. a healthy pain body, yes. shall we say. <laughs> yes, yeah. When it's bogged down and like distorted and like really messed up, which is what happens with a lot of people. It's not like you intend to do it. It's just that humans have a response to pain. Okay, mm -hmm. not just physical pain, but emotional pain, psychological pain. We have a response to it. Yeah. And we store it somewhere. And where we store it is in our pain bodies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank goodness that you reframe or <laughs> change that pain body the end of every GFC. Yeah. Because it's just sticky, man. Yeah. It's just sticky. Now, can we do that ourselves? You, if you get to a certain frequency of the resonance, you can. So, meaning... Well, sorry, maybe I need to reframe that yeah. question. Can we clear our pain bodies ourselves? Yes, if you're over a certain vibrational level. Huh. Yes, and I do teach it. You actually. do? Yes. So I have taught how to clear your own pain body. Like with everything in frequency work, it's always a spectrum, meaning your vibrational level or frequency resonance dictates what you can affect and what you can do. Mm -hmm. It's always like this. Mm -hmm. okay? It's always, you know, as you say, the box standard answer or whatever you say, but it's like this. It dictates everything. Okay? Yeah. Like, that's why I, we keep harping on in the beginning of every single GFC. It's like your resonance determines everything yep. in terms of your reality, how you perceive it, and what you can affect so the higher your vibrational level is or your frequency resonance, the more effective you are at doing certain things like clearing your own pain body. Uh. Okay? And for some people, you, you can't at the beginning because you're in it, right? Like you're in the, you're the, in the quagmire of the distortion patterns. Yeah. So you can't do anything really except for confirm the removal. Yeah. But like I said, you get your head above water at some point because your resonance is high enough. Then you can do things, a whole bunch of things, and in and in exponentially increasing number of things, yeah. like clearing your own pain body, and you become more and more effective at it, the higher your resonance is. Okay, so what will you offer us in the GFC in this episode? So for this GFC, what I will do is to help you give get space from your thoughts, mm. okay, because and your emotions, because that's the trigger point for the pain body, right? You get you get right in there and you think that all those, you know, you like you said, when the pain body is agitated, you're in it, meaning like all you can feel is all those emotions and you feel all that pain and that feels horrible and that all you can see in the world is that you're mm. seeing through the filter of that pain and that is it. Mm -hmm. So the more distance you can have from your thoughts and emotions, the easier it is for you to be aware of when the pain body is being triggered. So that's what the GFC about. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive 
while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for the pain body, the root of drama. So in this GFC, we will start to clarify your awareness of when your pain body is flaring. So you can become more aware of your reactivity and the distortion that's causing the reactivity. If your pain body is something that is a challenge for you, I did give a class on how to clear your pain body. Uh, for those of you who are more experienced and have enough momentum uh, to do that for yourself. For now, let's begin. Bringing your attention to your body, please. And as you bring your attention to your body, becoming aware of the backs of your legs. From your butt all the way down to your heels. Noticing the skin and the muscles. The curve of the back of the leg. The heat behind your knees. Just noticing the backs of your legs. Mm -hmm. And now please become aware of your breath. Just noticing your breath at first, without changing it. And notice if you have the desire to change it. And after a couple of breaths of noticing your breath, Allowing the breath to slow. To drop deeper into the body. To fill up more space. And now please imagine your breath expanding and contracting like a balloon in all directions around you. Starting to cultivate spherical awareness. 
which is important if you want to have more intuitive knowingness, more non-linear opportunity available to you, more synchronicity. Good. Now, please become aware of your surroundings. And as you become aware of your surroundings, noticing the texture of the air against your skin. Noticing if it's warm or cool to you in this moment, whether it feels dry, almost crispy, and light, or if it's heavy with humidity, or perhaps something else in the air. And noticing the texture of the air against your skin. Good. And then blinking your eyes open, noticing the quality of the light, which is changing all the time. And after a couple of seconds of noticing the quality of the light, please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, triangulating means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. What those objects are is not important. What you're doing is becoming aware of the distance between each object in you and then feeling that distance. So let's imagine that object A is the bed. And the bed is about 11 feet to you. You'd notice that distance and then feel that distance. And you do the same thing for objects B and C. And you'll notice that as you do this with each object, your sense of where you are in space will become more precise, more focused, and more clear for you.
Excellent. Whenever you have completed triangulating, blinking your eyes closed, becoming aware of the space from underneath your chin all the way down in a straight line to the heart space, which is right in the center of your chest in your nipple line. Let's take a big breath here together, inhaling, holding your breath for a count of five, and then releasing all the air out of your lungs. At the speed and intensity that you prefer, holding your breath out for a count of six. Noticing if the exhaled breath is easier for you to hold out than the inhaled breath or vice versa, or if they're the same. Just noticing. And whenever you have completed that one long, deep breath, if you haven't already, blinking your eyes closed, breathing normally, and we're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. We do this because when the mastermind is coherent, It has the most efficiency and momentum, which then gives you as a participant more momentum to clear more of your distortion. So it's an important thing to wait for. And as we wait for that to happen, for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, that I sometimes work in silence, And that's often if the frequencies are very high. I also make sound occasionally, so you may hear me yawn, hum, or exhale sharply. And if I say something that really resonates with you, it's likely a distortion pattern that you are running. And if I say something that you really resist, it's likely a distortion pattern that you are running. So I invite you to remain open, curious, and to examine further. Good. So now that the mastermind has coalesced, keeping your attention on that line from underneath your chin all the way down to your heart space, you can bring a hand or some fingers to the spot if that's helpful for you to focus your attention. And if it's not, then please don't do it. 
asking ourselves the question, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again, for those of you who are new, is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the center of your body. And as you become aware of this surprisingly vast space, please imagine, sense, or feel a brilliance from deep within that starts to become brighter because you have your attention on it. And as this brilliance becomes even brighter, it expands out through all of your cells, out through your organs, out through your bones, through your muscles and your flesh, and out through the pores of your skin, into the space between your physical body and your spirit body which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Becoming very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. Mm -hmm. And now, Become aware, please, of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, and pulling your frequency resonance or vibrational level up, irrespective of where it began, How high your frequency resonance is dictates everything from what your life looks like, how it feels to you, the amount of inspired productivity you have, how much opportunity you experience. Everything hinges on this. So it's one of the most important things we do together.
Good. Yeah. Bring your attention now to your heart space. And then right at the base of your sternum, which is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. Okay, so the first thing that we're going to release is this distortion pattern of reactivity. Okay, so when the pain body flares, it just, you just go into reactivity. There's no space or time to be in response. Okay, so. And for some of you, the reactivity is interwoven with um, anger and entitlement, meaning feeling like you deserve something or you have a right to something when you don't really. So Sorry to release this. Really keeping your attention on the body, even if your mind would prefer to wander, just keeping an awareness of the space. And if your mind wanders, bring it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Bring your attention, please, to the space between your forehead and your pineal gland, which is a sphere in the very center of your head the size of an eyeball. So imagining that space... Yep. So what we're releasing now is the attachment to the drama and the reactivity of the pain body. So I know that sounds odd, like you don't want the drama. I mean, that's the point. But some people like being able to kick up drama. You like knowing that you have the power to get people to react in a certain way. There's also a sort of self-righteousness 
in certain behaviors that can be interwoven here. It's not things that we necessarily want, but yet we're quite attached to it often. So we're going to release this attachment because if we don't release it, you're never going to be able to clear your pain body. Good. Bring your attention to that hollow of the throat and right in the very center of the solar plexus, just between your belly button and the base of that sternum. Yeah, giving you more space, more distance from the pain body so you have clarity about when it is flaring. And what it's causing, so just a moment. Imagining softening, dissolving, or dropping into this space. Becoming aware of the xiphoid process right at the base of the sternum and about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it in a straight line down by about three inches or seven centimeters towards the belly button. Yeah. So now we're going to clear out and reset the pain body because your pain body holds memory of you before the frequency work was done. So by clearing it out and resetting it, it makes it easier and smoother in terms of integration. Only takes a couple of seconds. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion Usually, there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. 
If you'd like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.